0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast Secrets to the Saddle, All Things Cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Dao. Now, before we get started, I have a couple freebies for you. And before you go, um, before you go check them out, go and follow me on Instagram for more cycling tips. Okay, so that's sylvie underscore cyclist um, and I'll see you there. So my free downloads, there are three of them. The first one is my nine favorite hill climbing skills download. So there's nine in there. Go try them out. Next time you do hill repeats, do them with purpose. And that is what's going to give you the performance improvement. If you go out and you have something very specific to work on. The next thing is my gear bin checklist. Now, if you're one of those people who kind of like all over the place, maybe you show up late because you can't find this. You can't find that. Get this list check out the bike bin or bike bag that i use um a lot of my club members have purchased it just to get organized and what we do is we just keep it in our car with all of our stuff in it so literally all i have to do is take that with me put it in my trunk my shoes my helmet my gloves my food my uh you know my chamois butter my (laughs) sunscreen everything's in there so i never have to go looking for anything and the last thing is is my bike maintenance uh recording so it's an hour but this hour is going to give you so much information about how to use the tools that you need to be carrying with you on a daily when you're going out riding how to use them how to take your back wheel off how to change a tire how to patch a tube how to uh, repair a broken chain um and all sorts of other things in between so go to askcoachsylvie.com to download all your free um, uh, documents and that recording and i'd love to know your feedback on them and don't forget to follow me on instagram for more amazing tips take care and enjoy the episode welcome to secrets from the saddle podcast i'm sylvie dao your host fellow cyclist bike club founder cycling coach for another amazing episode of secrets in the saddle all things cycling podcast with your host sylvie do and we have an amazing guest coming to us from the uk saffron oh i didn't even have your name saffron small um i had the pleasure of finding her on instagram and checking out her bio and inviting her to the podcast because i thought there was a A lot of amazing things that she was doing out there. And I really like to try and find amazing women in the space of cycling to be guests on the podcast. That's really important to me, to have there a good balance between men and women. And she fit the bill amazingly. So here's a little bit uh, about her. So she's from the uk and she's going to give her background in a second um she is a level two cycling coach she's a level one leader ride leader um she was named one of uk's top most influential women in cycling in 2019 i'm like we have to talk about that uh she's the trek ambassador um she's the tour of cambridge ambassador and she's a she's a british cycling ambassador so she is very influential in the world of cycling so i am super excited she also does a lot of work for charity so i'm really really excited to bring saffron on the podcast welcome to secrets from the
1: saddle thank you very much thank you that's a that's a big intro
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i didn't get half into it really (laughs) but I'm I'm super excited to have you here so I always like to start um asking everybody like how did you get into cycling in the beginning what's the story behind there that got you to where you are today
1: so I guess as a child I was a really keen cyclist and would spend most of my holidays um with my brother on our bikes and literally you couldn't get them off us um, and then obviously, as I got older, um, I was suddenly interested in boys and cars, and you know, my poor bike was kind of resigned to the garage.
0: Um,
1: and then in 2013, um, I had a bit of a uh, a life-changing moment really. Um, my, my father um, committed suicide. And for me, I needed a means of kind of channeling my grief and of escaping. And it was suggested to, 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 get out on my bike. Um, and so I got back on my bike and it was just amazing being on my bike, being free, not having to talk to anyone unless I wanted to, and just having to focus on, you know, turning the pedals. Um, and that kind of changed my life and took my life in a completely new direction. Um, and so since then, you know, everything revolves around cycling.
0: <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So, so tell us like, um, you know, tell us about your feelings at uh, that time. And, you know, somebody making that suggestion to get back on the bike and you're like, oh yeah, the bike
1: yeah in the garage exactly it was like that it was kind of well it was actually you know medication or go and find something that you can take all your frustration and your anger out on and so i kind of thought okay yeah I'll, i'll try the bike and you know when you're on your bike it is literally all you have to think about is turning the pedals and um and that sense of freedom you know when you've got kids i've got two kids um who were quite young at the time and you just get no peace and quiet at home. So me going out on my bike was my time and my time to kind of escape. And um, yeah, and just the sense of freedom that it bought me and I just loved it. And obviously, you know, suddenly I was losing weight. I was getting fitter. I just felt so much better about myself. Um, and obviously, as you know, when you uh, exercise, the kind of endorphins that you get, you just feel so good. So um, yeah, I've not ever looked back really since since getting on my bike again in 2013.
0: well, I can certainly attest to the freedom. Yes. The, the passion being out by yourself and just, and it's funny because I think I feel better this year. I don't know what it is about this year, but just biking by myself, sometimes I just, you know, prefer to be by myself doing my own thing. And I don't feel like before it used to feel like a, like I had to, and now yep. it's just like, I put it in, it's in my mind, I'm going to go, I just go. Yep. And it's, it's a weird transition from years previous to this year. And I feel like, I guess once I, as I'm getting older and I, I look at cycling, I just, it's it feels like there's a different transition. I can't even explain it, but it's it's a weird feeling, but I I like you just love the freedom of being able to go and ride and be peaceful and like sit. And, Definitely.
1: and you just see <laughs> so much more when you're on your bike of mm-hmm. the yeah. countryside, you know, and I'm so blessed that where I live is such a beautiful place to ride. Um, And you come back and I just feel in a completely new frame of mind. I'm happy, I'm just relaxed, you know? Mommy's happy. Exactly, exactly (laughs) So yeah, my kids are now like, if if I'm ever angry, they're like, mom, maybe, you know, perhaps you should go on your bike, so. uh, (laughs) Oh, I love that. How old are your kids? So my kids are 13 and 11.
0: Okay, so mine are 10 and nine. So they're just behind yours. And uh, so, so 2013, you got back on your bike. Now you've got all these ambassadors, like, how did you take that and get like, what brought you to get so involved, you know, from like being a solo, like, this is my medicine to, being like an ambassador for all these different organizations um getting into charities like i just want i want to and do your kids participate with you
1: they do they they're not massive road cyclists (laughs) they prefer you know off-road bmx kind of cool stuff um yeah mountain biking yeah, exactly. Exactly. All the stuff that I'm not very good at, but um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm
0: like as long as they're on bikes, it doesn't matter. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm just happy that they're out there and getting some fresh air instead of staring at a screen. Yeah.
0: Kudos. So what got, what drove you to get so
1: involved? So, um, initially I was really happy just doing my own thing and I then started to see other cyclists and they were in these groups and I were like, oh wow, they look so cool and so professional. And so I kind of did some research and I found that there was a local club to me. And um, so I went along and I joined the club. And I was, I guess the guys were so lovely to me, so understanding, so supportive, but I was really quite, I don't know, upset that there weren't more women involved. You know, I was probably one of three women that in a club of, you know, a hundred guys. And I kind of thought, well, you know, this is, I get such a great feeling from being on my bike. And I want everyone to know what a great feeling you get when you ride your bike. And I think other women could really benefit from this. Um, So I kind of infiltrated the kind of committee of the local club. um, (laughs) And... I don't think they knew what hit them. Actually, they were like, "Wow!" I was kind of volunteering to do everything, um, and yeah, from there, I, I then thought, okay, well, I need to attract more women to this club. Uh, so then I trained to become a ride leader. So that was through British Cycling. Here in the UK, we have this big program. It's called Breeze, um, and it's run by women for women, um, and. Basically, there is over 500 female ride leaders in the UK that put on rides every single day of the week and in various locations throughout the UK. And we, and they're all free. That's amazing. They're all free. Women can book onto these rides and, yeah, go for a ride. And it's such a great um way of introducing women back into riding their bikes. So
0: a lot because our well our cycling club my cycling club cycle fit chicks um it's a woman's only and it's membership every every year is different membership so um we have a lot of repeat riders but we specialize in beginners like but the thing is that we're a closed club like and i like this idea um And it's an organization that... So explain this,
1: okay? Explain this Breeze. So uh, Breeze is run by British Cycling. So obviously British Cycling is the kind of overarching kind of... They look after um, anything to do with cycling here in the UK. Um, And they have a recreation arm. And that recreation arm that is all about getting men and women to get onto their bikes. But specifically, they recognize that some women feel uncomfortable riding with men. Um, And that's- Yeah, exactly. And so they decided to set up this Breeze program and they've trained hundreds of women to become ride leaders. So that means that we're insured um, and we're given a platform to advertise our rides and we put on rides and then women can put in their postcode, search where their nearest ride is, join the ride, it's all free. And yeah, they come along and ride with us. So can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, so those leaders,
0: are they're all certified. Yeah. So they've gone through a, a program of some sort. Yep. Um, what about the new riders that join the group? Do they have to have gone through some sort of learn how to ride with others kind of program because that's a safety feature or issue so, in itself
1: yeah so we assume that most of the ladies that are coming on our rides can actually ride a bike Um we that's do that's number one yeah so we do do so some breeze champions do do completely off-road um rides so they will go around a country park um so those are kind of quite basic rides And then you can transition and on the website, you can choose whether or not you want to do a easy ride up to a challenging ride. So obviously, if you're new to riding, you're going to go onto the website, you're probably going to look up, you know, an easy ride in your area. And that may be just five miles around a country park and it's completely off road um or you could do a challenging ride now i do most of my rides are probably what would be classed as challenging rides they're kind of up to 50 miles they're on roads sometimes quite busier roads and these are ladies that have probably ridden for a number of years but don't want to ride with a club or in a male dominated kind of group they they prefer to do kind of female-only rides yeah
0: and um that's kind of what we have going on. We have five different levels, yep. beginner to sports of five is what we call it, yep. over advanced. Um, and uh, but so do these ladies who join the groups to ride, do they have to have any kind of um, knowledge of how to group ride? Beforehand? No.
1: Or are they kind not, of learn as they go. Not necessarily. They will be taught as you kind of go along, you know. So when they first come to us, um, we'll do some basic kind of knowledge, how to do an M check to make sure that your your bike is in a you know a working, you know, and is safe to ride. Um, you know, some ride leaders will do like a warm-up exercise to make sure that they can take their hands off a handlebar and can indicate etc before letting them out on a, a ride Um, but you know they're small controlled groups so here in the uk we have um for the breeze rides the rules are it's um eight riders to every one um ride leader so they're quite small groups um and some ride leaders can decide that they only perhaps want to take four riders oh, okay. So, but the maximum that you can take for your insurance is is
0: eight to one. Okay. Okay. So that they don't have, because that's something what we do both, because we're a membership base. Since we've eating, drinking, (laughs) cornering, things like that, just so that once um once uh everybody gets once they start signing up for group rides everybody has the kind of same terminology and understanding and and things like that uh for insurances so that's why I was asking because when you have so many group ride leaders and so many different um groups going out how do you facilitate that but I guess you just they just learn
1: yeah. They they go. Mean, yeah. And obviously all of the ride leaders have been through the same standardized um, kind of program to become official ride leaders. So, you know, the terminology we're all using is the same. We're using the same hand signals, etc. Right,
0: right, right. So that's where everybody who's a group ride leader would have gone through something like that. Yeah. And then they are facilitate their little groups. Yeah individually okay that's really cool yeah it Uh. is
1: is, do you know it's a really uh, one of my favorite parts of what I do is the breeze rides because you get women that come that are perhaps really nervous riders or haven't really ridden that far and they kind of stay with you and now I've got women who are riding 100 mile sportives and you know when they first came to me they rode Five miles, and they were absolutely exhausted. And um, so, seeing them progress and helping them progress is just the most fulfilling and rewarding part of what I do. I absolutely, you know, I love them.
0: So. I love it because that's how I feel after after seeing some ladies progress throughout the summer. Like yep. even through the four hour clinic, I'm just like their confidence level rises like yep. you know a hundred percent because. You know like they come they've either um been riding for the by themselves for so long yeah. following their husband they hate it <laughs> and you know what i mean or, or they just yeah. want to learn how to and they want to be riding with women it's more social so i i hear the same stories every year yeah. from ladies and um but it's it's a it's a really cool different concept um so everything's volunteer
1: based then. So yeah, you... it, it is volunteer based. Yeah. So um it's it's great. So as a ride leader volunteer, you have to commit to doing a minimum of 8 rides or 8 to 10 rides a year. Um,
0: oh, was that started at a certain like month, like May to October or
1: So January basically through to December. Um yeah, oh you guys don't get snow. Well, but... Yeah, kind I mean, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, but I mean, you know, it's kind of, what, less than one, one ride a month. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a manageable target, obviously with COVID it's, you know, that's been relaxed somewhat, but um, yeah, it's a, it is a really good programme and you get all kinds of characters, ladies that come and ride from, you know, ladies who are in their teens to I think my eldest lady that rides with me, she's in her seventies, and honestly, she is one of the strongest riders you've ever met. Oh, do you know her story? Is she like an
0: ex-champion of some no, sort
1: from back? To like- she came to cycling. Like most of my ladies are ex-runners, so they're fairly fit. Um, but obviously they kind of hit kind of 40, 50 and started to discover that they had joint issues. Um, and so they switched to bikes, obviously not less impact and they've just flown. I mean, they are incredibly strong Um, incredibly strong. And sometimes, you know, I see them, we're going up these really massive hills and they're just, you know, like whippets up them. So yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll see you yeah. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: my gosh. So, so do those ladies have to be like, just become a member of British Cycling to?
1: No, they don't have to be a member of British Cycling. They just have to go onto the website, put in their postcode, find their nearest ride, and then you can just book on. And that's it.
0: So it's kind of like a meetup. It's kind of, yeah. well, I guess, are, is there meetups in the UK like there are in Canada? So meetups meet in- are kind of, it's like um, a platform. So if you have, you know, if you're going standup paddle boarding, you can put together an event and people can go, oh, I'll join that group or photography. Like somebody might be doing something or like, it's just, it's a big, big platform for all, okay. all kinds of meetups, like for coffee or walking or hiking or anything.
1: Well, that sounds very really cool, but... Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like everything, like everything.
1: Okay, <laughs> well, that's really cool. Now, I mean, this is the, the platform from British Cycling is purely just cycling, but um, yeah.
0: Wow, that's kind of interesting. Okay, so wow. I hope everybody in the UK are going to go and check this out, because uh, um, now, is that where
1: you started, where you, you yeah. got pulled into cycling? Yes, yeah. so, so basically I qualified as a ride leader, I started doing rides, attracted lots of women, and some of those women decided, actually, do you know what? I've done the breeze rides and now I feel ready to progress to doing club riding and mixed sex rides. So they moved on and joined the club. and so my club numbers swelled from three women when I started to over 50 women and of regularly cycling. And then I thought, okay, so how else can I help women and how else can I, what else can I do to grow cycling and um, in my local area? So then I thought, okay, I'll become a coach. So I've qualified as a coach and um, we set up our junior academy and we started teaching kids how to oh
0: my gosh we need
1: to talk
0: (laughs) tell me about that because this is something that has been pulling on my heartstrings to do so getting more girls on bikes
1: definitely so i think i don't know if it's the same in canada but here in the uk we really struggle with safe spaces for kids to ride um so uh we found a local track it's actually a karting track um in Northamptonshire yeah carp track yeah and it's a really nice safe space for kids to be able to learn race skills Um, and yeah so it's not so it's very different to so at schools here in the UK you still learn cycling proficiency which is how to kind of ride safely on the road what we do in our cycling academy is quite different it's all about um learning race skills So, uh, and that's been that's been really successful. It's kind of on hold at the moment just because, um, COVID. Um, but hopeful that um, yeah, things will pick up. And
0: how did you start this cycling academy? Because I, I've, I researched different clubs here in my general region, down to like Niagara. Yeah. Um, and what's growing more is kind of mountain biking because it's a more fun, you yeah. know? <laughs> more fun. Right. But, um, what it'd be good is to have a cycling, like a much larger cycling, um, movement here at the high school or, um, you know, like 10 years old mm-hmm. and up. Kind of, so I guess that would be elementary school, yeah. Um, to get more girls on bikes.
1: So I think we're quite lucky here in the UK. Obviously, British Cycling, which is our governing body, has recognised the fact that um, girl particip, well, f- female participation in cycling is, you know, we need to do more to encourage girls to to join the sport. And actually, they're actively putting on sessions specifically for girls. Um and yeah encouraging more children to get involved in the sport so actively recruiting coaches um actively trying to find safe spaces for children to be able to ride which isn't on the road um yeah so we're really lucky that really british cycling are really keen to push yeah kind of getting kids involved in the sport at a younger age
0: kind of interesting because i know I know in our region like Quebec Ontario it's there's such a larger focus on the pro levels like junior and up and not even junior but and there's not there isn't enough emphasis on cycling I don't like road cycling like I see like BMX mountain biking really making a jump and um and I don't know what's what it is about the road cycling component here in in this region. It's kind of, you know, like they're all about own the podium. I don't know if you have something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's,
0: you know, medals and yeah. yeah. But it seems like the British government has recognized that you really do have to start from the ground down to and, make, and that's more important than the finishing, like, getting, like, the medals at the Olympics. Yeah, let's be I think,
1: you know, you, what you want to see is you want to encourage children at a young age to get on a bike. And at that point, it doesn't really matter what kind of bike they get on as long as they're out there and enjoying it. And then you want to encourage them to stick with it. So that's when the coaching kind of comes in. And then that's when they may look at kind of specializing in either, I don't know, track, BMX, road cycling. Some
0: special testing. Yeah. And then that's, that's a recruitment. Yeah, there is there is a big testing site in Toronto. It's uh, the TD, no, the Royal Bank. No, it's, I think it's TD training grounds where they have like certain times of the year yeah. where athletes, any kind of, sporting can go there and they test them and they're like, okay, you'd be better for this kind of sport over this sport. Yeah. You know, it, it goes into the whole like measurement, you know, like write down yeah. how long your femur is to like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, I want to do cycling. No, but you'd be better at rugby. No, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but that's really cool. I'm really cool. Um, so now that you, so you're a coach, you're working at the cycling Academy. Um, now you've become an ambassador. So yeah. let's talk about the, the chair, the things that you're doing currently, because oh, your Instagram page is full of racing and events. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, gosh, look at that. It looks so much more, so much fun. <laughs> I'm like, like you got the mountain and the road and kind of like everything, yeah,
1: um, I think um, I'm packing it in this year just because obviously <laughs> with COVID last year, I was like, I know, it's like, let's, let's go. go home. Yeah, I just want to get out and get on my bike. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, so this year, my focus has been on time trialing. So um, over winter, I spent a huge amount of time on my Watt bike, kind of just trying to improve power figures and um, I wanted to drop some weight and um, yeah that so it helps <laughs> yeah, exactly that's so, an easy
0: way to drive up those power figures drop a couple kilos
1: exactly <laughs> so uh, so yeah so that was my focus and I've, so I've done a lot of time trialing this year and then um, there were a lot of kind of events that got cancelled and so I saw some kind of charity events that which, uh, were advertised online and I thought I'll do some of those. So I've done, I've just literally got back from a four day, it's called the um, Tour of Anglia. It was basically four days um, riding 450 miles um, over the four days, nearly 17,000 feet of climbing um, wow. with a absolutely fantastic group of people raising money for east anglia air ambulance so that was a really good good four days um east anglia where's that okay so if you look at the uk there's a like a dog leg bit that kind of sticks out okay oh it's uk okay yeah so kind of yeah cycling around this kind of dog leg bit that sticks out Yeah, it was was really good. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't amazing. We've not had a very good summer over here, but... Oh my
0: gosh, we've had an excellent, excellent summer. Oh, really? (laughs) A little too hot. We got, actually, the the summer started out wet, and then we're like, oh gosh, and then it got really hot, and then we're like, and then wet, and then hot. So it's actually been like a good balance, and now it's just stinking hot, and we're like, we need some rain, but... uh,
1: could send some of the heat over here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Much appreciated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take your rain and you could have the heat. Um so how did you come about to become ambassador of trek Cambridge? Okay, we got the the <laughs> British Cycling. Okay, there's North uh, Oh, Northampton Sport and right. Okay, Breeze. Air. Okay, so that a lot of that stuff is kind of combined but
1: The ambassador did you go for that or did were you approached? So um, Trek were advertising for ambassadors and um, so I sent in my CV and I had a chat with um, the team from Trek and I guess you know a lot of my values fit with what you know their values and what we're trying to achieve and you know I'm very passionate about getting more women cycling they're very passionate about getting more women cycling um so it was just a really good fit obviously I've been riding a check bike for a few years <laughs> as well so that was good um but yeah as a brand I like the fact that they are really hot on you know they want to promote more female cycling and it's not just all about you know pro riding you know they really see that you know we need to get more women just in the recreational space out on their bikes feeling more comfortable um yeah so so i've been with them now for i think coming up to four years wow yeah awesome such a lovely, again, such a lovely group of, um, so they have a number of ambassadors here in the UK and in Europe, um, and we regularly get together. And it's just really inspiring to to hear some of their stories as well and the, the stuff that they're doing. It's really good. Do you guys collaborate or is everybody kind of doing their own thing in their own region kind of thing? Like- no, we try and collaborate as much as possible. You know sharing best practices sharing stories um getting together yeah just um other um
0: cycling companies do that
1: I think uh I know that Liv do
0: oh well Live. I yeah I see them all over um but I'm wondering if they're actually doing what you guys are doing like yeah. I see them like i yeah. see quite a few people who uh, well more pro riders really that that um have the live brand on but like you said um it's the recreational riders who are going to put the money out for those bikes as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and and ride them in larger groups and and things like that
1: i think you know, you know trek trek are great because they're really trying to change their image in terms of you know, when you go into a bike shop, I think sometimes women feel massively intimidated. You know, you go in there and quite often you you could be ignored um, and you're not, you know, you're not sure what you want. And so Trek are trying to recruit more female mechanics, more females in the shops um, and really trying to make women feel more comfortable when they go in and they buy bikes and um, and making sure that they're being sold the right thing
0: you know <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> not yeah. being upsold um yeah. I see a lot of ladies come out with like bikes that are I mean and granted these last two years have been different because people are just grabbing bikes yeah if they you know yeah. if they could find one um but in the past you know I've seen a lot of women come out with bikes that are way past their capabilities at the moment like it's great to grow into a bike but it's like probably the next bike after the you know more like entry-level bike and it's just too much bike yeah and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) we'll work with this you know like
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah 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 so that's you know one of the things that Trek is really hot on is yeah, just, it's not just, you know, getting more f- females on bikes, it's more females in bikes as mechanic, you know, in shops in- as mechanics. Um, Yeah, really kind of trying to create more of a balance because, you know, cycling is still very male dominated. And, you know, but, you know, we are spending huge amounts of money as well, females are. So... Yeah, we want equal representation, I guess.
0: Uh, and there's a lot of ladies who are working on that in like the pro tour area yep. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So you are working on a
1: charity at the moment.
0: Yes. Would you love to talk about
1: that? Yeah, so um, in September, uh, so in literally a few weeks' time, I'm actually leading a group of people. um, We are riding from Northampton out to Norfolk and then back again um, over three days. And we're raising money for a charity called the Hope Centre, um, and the Hope Centre basically helps homeless people in Northamptonshire. Um, so helps them um, kind of tailor CVs um, so that they can find future employment and helps them find um, homes as well.
0: So how can they... So are you... You're actively um, looking for donations?
1: Yeah. Is so... there...
0: A, do you have like a total that you're looking to...
1: I guess uh, get to. I guess if I could raise a thousand (laughs) pounds, that would be amazing. And yeah, it's uh, any any kind of amount of money is gratefully received. I mean, it's it's I I appreciate at the moment it's been really tough for lots of people. Um, so anything that anyone can give is is highly appreciated.
0: Where do they give this money?
1: so i have a just giving page set up so if you go yeah just giving type in my name saffron small you'll uh you'll find me all right so we'll
0: actually have that in the show notes so if you feel so moved to donate a couple dollars to where are you at right now for your fundraising uh do you know what i don't know actually I
1: (laughs) i need to double check that i'm not sure So is this a,
0: an individual like goal or is this the group
1: that you're? So this is my kind of individual goal into the kind of overall group goal. So there's, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think previously there's been, I think this year there's about 35 riders doing the event. So, um, yeah, so hopefully if everyone could raise, you know, a thousand pounds, that's, you know, a lot of money towards the Hope Centre.
0: So, and you're taking a small group. Or are you just talking to yeah. part of that group?
1: So I'm leading. Yeah, I'm leading a group um, out. I think I'm uh, leading the group that's doing 80 miles a day and averaging around 16 mile an hour. So one of the quicker groups. Yeah.
0: So where do you stay? Is everything set up? Like, do you get yeah. tents, or do you uh, have? No, not tents.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Uh, not, in the, <laughs> not in the British weather. Gosh, no. Yeah, um, really. Eh? Wet, yeah. wet. It would not be and wet. <laughs> and windy as well. And windy. Um, Yeah, no, we're staying in uh, staying overnight in hotels. So, yeah, which will be good.
0: well this has been amazing now is there anything else that we need to know about you like I know you're doing the charities have you started thinking about next year next year
1: oh gosh not Um, really yet (laughs) well so I guess I've done quite well in my uh the Midlands championship which I've been kind of racing in this year so um next year I would like to see myself, I move up to a different category. So I would like to see myself do well or better in that I need to gain. I've had a new bike this year, a new time trial bike. Um, and I need to gain a bit more confidence on that. I think I've been quite nervous about riding it. So what you need to do, what's that get on a
0: set of rollers
1: oh gosh
0: (laughs) (laughs) no seriously saffron i know it's like the scariest thing just put it up in a doorway but if you want to get uh fast on the time trial increase your cadence speed ride straight in a straight line yeah that's what i need to do the rollers are, are the way to go like honestly you can do the most amazing uh efforts on them i i did half rollers half trainer last year and honestly um, I've been doing them for a couple of years, but if you do it long enough, if you start out with five minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. because if you're going to do it on your, on your time trial bike, you have to get comfortable getting off your, yeah. your brakes and into position. Yeah. Um, it strengthens your core like it. And if you can get into a good rhythm, then you can increase your cadence and your speed like and it's better than on the trainer because then you have to build that mental focus. Yeah. That is lost on the trainer when you're when you're following like a, a Swift program or something. Honestly, if you try those if you incorporate into your workout like once a week, yeah. You I'm will see, see that you will feel the difference. Like you'll be like, "Uh, trainer, roller is way more fun because when you start getting good on them then you can like when you when you your your stability is it gets good then you then your your mind can wander and you don't have to worry about falling off them. (laughs) but you know um but yeah I that's what I would recommend if you want to get fast on your time trial
1: well, I shall invest in a pair of rollers then, and I will let you know how I'm doing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, we can do a little. We can. I I will help you get
0: on. You can do me want. a session. Yeah, that would be. Amazing. I will. Oh, that for sure. Be so cool.
1: That would because, be Because, like,
0: you know, getting back on them after the summer, it's always like.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But honestly, if you can get past that, you will feel because you're competitive. It will come faster because you got more sense yeah, of yeah. self on your bike and um and you will i i think that you will really gravitate to them as a training tool
1: right. well i'm gonna hold you to that then i'm gonna buy some rollers no seriously and... call me up and say like <laughs> if you got you know
0: on the weekend say hey you, you have half an hour or whatever an hour i will help you
1: I'll ride alongside you right here and
0: I'll help you. That would be good. And I'll
1: get a plaster on on a standstill so that when I like dent the wall. (laughs) Just find a good doorway or
0: I would suggest a doorway first, like into a bathroom, out of a bathroom. um, So you can like stop yourself.
1: Okay, we're gonna do
0: this. Yeah, we should. And the other thing is, and then you have to progress to being able to drink.
1: Oh, gosh. While on them. Yeah, I know. I just got Baby year, <laughs> my
0: hands off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, once you get but you see some of those pros, you've seen some of the. Oh, I know they look so cool. They yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah. effortless on. Uh. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not there. But um, yeah, and then you'll use them to warm up at yeah. your event.
1: Yeah, like getting strapped
0: yeah. into like a trainer.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be much better, definitely. Yeah,
0: much faster. You don't have to roll around. Well, this has been amazing. Um, I'm super excited to get that phone call when you get yeah. your rollers. Um, <laughs> and uh, like I said, I really, really like them. Um, but maybe we should bring you back next year for a little uh follow up as to yeah. maybe the beginning of the season and see where you where you see where where, I'm where, at. You, where you're at yeah that's right and um so make sure that you guys i want to thank all, all of our listeners make sure that you follow saffron and myself on instagram um i'll put her handles there but she's pretty easy to find <laughs> and uh don't forget to follow like and comment and give us a review and thank you so much for coming on here this has been an absolute pleasure and i've learned a lot from you and uh we're gonna talk off (laughs) off interview um because i have uh other questions out like about the uh the cycling stuff well cycling the the breeze yep and the Cycling Academy. So that's maybe we'll talk more about that in the new year. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I'm so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback.